When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Having saved some Arryns on the road, our heroes were reunited with Goblin Junior. Juniper was pleased to meet some other sheriffs. Quinny convinced the people they rescued they weren't here to rob them. And Butthole forgot about everything else when Goblin Junior reappeared. What will happen now they're in a town where everyone calls themselves an Annan? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Few creatures in the history of Dumb Faerun have been as overjoyed as Goblin Jr., the snarfy wolf is, to discover his old master, best friend, and soulmate, Butthole Farch, is alive. Uh, Goblin Jr. is atop you, Butthole. Uh, you're looking his face, he's looking your face, and it's just an, an overpouring um, joy uh, from both of you. It, it's a moment of, of rare pure goodness in this world what do you do uh i think after they've had a long bit he's not gonna let goblin jr go so i think when he goes to walk into the building he'll stand up and kind of like pick up goblin jr and let goblin jr like rest his legs on his shoulders so goblin jr can see where they're walking but he'll like hold him with both hands and he'll just walk him in with him great um you uh you walk in and um Inside, uh, kind of like holding a bow at the door is uh, Dexter. And he he just kind of like lowers it. And he goes, oh, I, uh, well, I'm really glad it was you guys. I was pretty ready to shoot someone. Um, welcome to the town. Uh, you're alive. That's nice. Welcome. Um, how are the rest of you doing? How are the rest of you doing? What happened to the caravan? Oh yeah, to catch you up on us real quick. So I we went to I went to another oh, dimension. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The the sheriff's gonna want to hear this. Um, you can tell me, but then you'll just have to tell her, and I'll probably have to listen to it again. And I don't much care for that. So uh, 
come, come this way. Um, and he just yells, Hey, um, and in tracks, get out here. There's some people you'll want to see. And, um, out of, uh, sort of one of the side rooms, uh, tracks in the sand comes and he is fucking bundled. He is wearing like several coats. You can tell as someone who's used to temperate climates, he is a chilly kitty. Um, and, uh, he's just like, Oh, Hey, Oh, Holy shit. Um, welcome. Wow. This is fucking great. Dexter, you could have just said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Come on in guys. Come on. What happened? (laughs) He's still like, he's like, well, listen, I want to hear it, but she's going to want to hear it too. So, uh, come this way. Everybody. They're cool. They're cool. Just don't, don't shoot them. Okay. They're, they're Anon too. And he, he gives kind of like a really apologetic look to the uh-huh. three of you, just being like, I'm so sorry about this. Um, then he he flags you through. Um, and together with Dexter, uh, the uh, the three and a half of you um, make your way uh, deeper into uh, this, this building. Uh, the town appears to be uh, an old um, trading post. Um, and you can see that there are... Um, sort of uh and admittedly sparse uh sparsely now um i guess hung coats um warm gear um you can see it, it's almost like um think uh like a, a almost a textile mill like there's the, clearly this was a place where um trappers and hunters would bring furs and they'd be converted into winter wear so mm-hmm. there's just kind of a lot of um there would have been a lot of winter provisions hung around here uh, that said, it's been very picked over, and you can tell from the way everyone's bundled up that clearly um, the town has made use of of whatever is here. Um, so you're brought through this kind of um, essentially abandoned trading post slash garment factory uh, up to the second floor um, to an office um, where uh, Dexter, again, just kind of like hanging back, looking a little salty, uh, lets tracks go up and knock, um, and the door swings open. And Annan strides out uh, wearing a, uh, a heavy leather jacket with a um, barbed wire wrapped baseball bat over her shoulder. Uh, wow. And as soon as she sees you, she's just like, oh, thank the gods I can stop this. Okay, great. She just like throws the baseball bat away. She's like, oh, okay. All right. Hey, sir, you're alive. And she looks to you, butthole. Oh, yeah, I'm alive, and guess what I got for you? It's not what you expected, but it's different, but it's good. Uh, and he'll just reach into his tummy bag and pull out Yevgenovich and be like, we're going to sort out the body in a bit, but it's Yevgenovich. <laughs> and she looks at you, and it's like, <laughs> you're, of course, 100% earnest, not a, a character who winks at the camera. She looks at this hat, and she looks at you. And throughout all of her adventures with you and all of your weird merchandising schemes and also having to deal with, like, essentially two completely different personalities. She's really worried that you have just imbued this hat with kind of an idea of Yevgenovich. So there's a little bit of, oh, if I may. Yep. I feel like Quinny provides a sort of barometer for Annan in these Please. moments. Yes, a hundred percent. So I think the like, oh, very nice, but oh, yes, lovely. Hello, Yevgenovich. And she like her like eye comes over to like me and I'm like, it's legit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he did it. And <laughs> suddenly like her entire countenance changes and not really knowing what else to do. She just kind of like puts on the hat. 
Um, it's got and, the eyes, you know, she could see those. Yeah. But I mean, also she's not sure. She thinks this might be weird bullshit. The veil falls across her face. Um, and suddenly out of her mouth, her whole body kind of undulates and out of her mouth is here. Ah, yeah, it's me. You have to I'm back. I came back, honey. I heard we had a baby. Uh, oh, and then how that works. Takes <laughs> the hat off and goes. Well, uh, and then she looks up at you, butthole, and um, almost a, like it's like her face shatters. She just bursts into tears and she just runs at you and throws her arms around you and Goblin Jr. and kind of like, you know, a tiny halfling bear hug. Um, yeah, she gets scooped in the other arm. So he's got legs like, carrying two of them yeah. now. <laughs> and um, even though she you know, like she's clearly like weeping, her voice remains completely level in a way only someone <laughs> yeah. who started their career in like hospitality can do. Uh, she just says, thank you, sir. This is very nice. Um, and then um, she steps away and um, she looks at the hat um, and she says, um, Honey, um, I want you to to come meet Bert. And then she puts the hat on and um, walks back into her office. Um, and uh, as she does so, um, you hear kind of the cry of a baby and then a bunch of like Yevgenovich yelling. And then her kind of like, she's clearly like almost doing like a fucking like routine with the hat so she can talk. And so I'm like, yeah. I named him something in your tongue, but it was too confusing. So I've just started calling him Bert. Like, oh, that's a great name. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, listen, this is a good one. And then um, a, uh, a a sort of a, a, a sallow figure um, steps out of the office and closes the door behind him. Um, he's a, a sort of a, a pale guy, um, almost skin and bones, um, wearing a robe, deep rings under his eyes, um, and uh, sort of stringy hair down and he just says um yeah all right we'll just let them uh, have a have a moment uh and uh, you recognize uh an exhausted and beaten down mosifus dirt um oh. who uh who looks up at you and, and smiles in kind of like a a sad like it's a sad smile um and he just says oh, it's very good to see you all um it's uh, it's very good you all survived. Welcome, welcome to the town. We are Annan and such. Um, why, why are you so sad? It seems like something's really wrong. Uh, and he'll just put Goblin Junior down now because yeah, Goblin Junior like drops drops to all fours and real. Like, nods at you. Um, and okay. uh, uh, Mo just looks up at at uh, at you all and he says, uh, "It's a, uh, it's been uh, quite a time trying to keep all the uh." Oh, the, the the zombies and the frosty spritey guys away. Winter's a bitch. Can I get you something to drink? I'm afraid I don't really have many recipes. I I haven't been able to reach the great Cornholio in some time. <laughs> Did you guys see him while you were down in hell? I mean, not that I'm aware of, but things were no. kind of rough down there. Do you want a drink? Because I've got this beer stein that just keeps refilling with beer. Yeah, honestly, man, that would be a real good help. It's okay, uh, you, it's you been a take, lot. Take this for a bit, man. Uh, and he'll just like give it to him and be like, you you, you feel like you need that for a, a minute. And I'm just going to check in with my friends here for a second. And he, he like circles Juniper. And he takes it and like chugs it and then just like hits it against the wall. 
Uh, and it refills. It's kind of like falling out, but he's just like, oh, cool. I get this. <laughs> he drinks it and he slams it against the wall. He pulls him in a little bit closer and then Goblin Jr. knees him in the back of the knee and he's like, oh, yeah, get in here. And then so he then... jumps up on my lap. Please. Sure, we'll allow that. Yeah. Please, that thank sense. you. Uh, and it's okay, so did anybody actually see the cornholio while we were in hell? No, didn't you come from a place of dead gods with Moonhammer? Do you see him there? Because he was not in hell when we went through. I, I don't think Cornholio was a god. Was Cornholio? Uh, was like was god Cornholio a god? Oh, no, he was my patron. A cool guy. I miss him. Okay, This so is this helping, was, though. He was just a demon. So what then? He's up here on the surface with all the other evacuees of hell? Possibility too. He got killed and disappeared because there was a war and it was very bad. Uh, possibility three, he was sworn to Manny and thus was absorbed by Moonhammer when she left the dimension when Manny was defeated because we included that in the contract. Yeah, I mean, I was not getting sworn to Manny vibes before. He was helping me find the guy, track him down, you know, acting against him. Okay, so either dead... Or stuck in somebody up here working for my parents. That's my guess. Juniper, any thoughts? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. We've got a 50-50 option, and there's only one person who can answer this question. So Butthole takes a knee. <laughs> and he prays as hard as he can. And um, Ryan flips a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in this case, you don't, um, because uh, logistically, Moonhammer has left this dimension and can no longer answer uh, your your prayers. That said, as the aspect of Moonhammer now in this dimension, you can answer your prayers. So this falls under now... Um, a uh like a wisdom or an insight we'll say maybe we'll say insight because this is just as it has often been you just kind of be like i pray to moonhammer but moonhammer's not going to answer this is just you going it's this except this time it's literally because the will of moonhammer flows through because i am attuned with the universe so the signals coming in just have a basis now (laughs) because i don't think moonhammer even you're basically just you're just a self-regulating system now i don't think butthole (laughs) acknowledges that but like you're just following your own heart and instincts. It's, it's a spiritual auto filating that's going on. <laughs> well, Tom. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. 
So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hi everybody, it's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we get, uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I'd, I'd really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen I'm looking forward to meeting you bye it's a nat 20 and my insight is plus 10 so it's a nat 20 but i technically rolled a 30 um so you take a knee oh, and, and you start praying um, what happens next is a shock to you and all involved. Um, as, uh, you know, you, you watch butthole do his usual prayer to Moonhammer as he's like to do. Um, and, uh, and suddenly, um, just a, a scent hits your olfactory senses, just, uh, just, uh, uh, just a, a proper silent, but deadly, uh, smell. Um, and as you kind of recoil a little bit, all of you, uh, at this foul stench, um, when you look back up, you realize that Butthole is no longer on his knee. He is, in fact, floating uh, with hammer hands pressed together, um, glowing with with bright golden light. Um, and uh, Butthole, you receive the, the answer that, and this is kind of a weird meta thing that I need you as a player to determine, but like, you get the answer butthole wanted the most <laughs> because you're praying to yourself. And to Tyler's <laughs> point about autofillating, you're just kind of like, it's just confirming what your instinct is because it's just coming from you. Uh, and as soon as you realize it, you open your eyes, drop to the ground immediately. Like your beard shrinks back up from it's like long golden moon hammer uh, length a beer shrinks back up, hands immediately morph back into hands. When you open your eyes, everything is normal, but everyone has seen you in, in your true aspect. Yeah, of I was going to say, the beard had actually grown down and shaped itself into Moonhammer's boobs. And then when yeah. it went back away, Amazing. they went yeah, yeah. away. You you truly became the butt hammer <sighs> for a moment, and now yeah. you have, have returned. But of course, you saw none of this. So for you, yep. you just had a good prayer. Um, and Goblin yeah, Jr. ain't saying shit. For anyone you know, who's ever wondered how the snap prayers work, basically I roll a d6 and on a four plus, it's whatever butthole wanted. <laughs> on a one to three, it's the opposite. So in this case, it can only make it past the test. He's like, oh, Mosephius, Cornholio is nearby and we can get him. He's on this earth, possessed into something, but we can get him. He's near. We're, whatever our next step is, we're going to get you back your page. 
We can put you in touch with Cornholio today. <laughs> what will it take to put you in a new deal with a demon today? <laughs> Look, all I need is your credit card and we'll sign you up yeah. for a year. If you want to cancel within seven days, totally yeah. fine. You just have to call this number that might be busy. It's fine. I've never been more sure about anything. Something that's going on with Cornholio is put him close and we're going to be able to free him and it's going to be important. Um, Mo comes comes over and um, with, again, kind of like thin spindly arms and no no sense of the, the kind of like happy-go-lucky joy you've seen. Um, he just kind of almost stumbles into you and, and throws weak arms around you. Getting a lot of hugs today. Um, yeah. And he he just says, oh, th- "Thank you. That's, that's the first sign of hope I've I've had in, in a while. I, I've been I've been keeping the town safe, but uh, you know, no one was keeping my 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 heart safe. But but it sounds like you are. So thank thanks, man. I'll mix you up a cool cocktail when I have recipes again. Till then, do you want some of this beer you gave me? And he just holds out the mug that you gave him. It's half full. He's clearly been been drinking this a lot. Sure, I'll share with him. He's just not going to be rude about like, it. He's like, oh, yeah, this is. Thank you. I I miss being able to to provide for people, though I've been doing my best. I gotta say, though, without a patron, it's it's real rough. Uh, it's In real the meantime. Rough. I know you're you're looking for your demonic patron, but if you want a patron in this realm, I'm Butthole Farch, the leader of House Farch. And right now, our house doesn't have a brewmaster or a mixologist. Go on. So what if we were to name you to House Farch and you could create magnificent beers and other cocktails for an entire house that is going to retake a car? Yeah, man, I could fuck with that. Uh, but... You know, we should probably talk to um, Annan first. Just make sure everything's cool with, you know, the town and such. We've oh, been yeah, holding yeah. out here as best we can. But I think if I turn my attention to something other than keeping all the, the wind spirits and shit away, I think we're all just going to die. So if you've got another plan for that, cool. Also, I could really use a nap. I, I've been sleeping an hour a day at best to, you know, keep all the wards and stuff up. Okay. Well, why don't you go talk to Bucky, uh, who's outside? Uh, and maybe he could take over the wards for a little bit so oh. he can take a nap. Okay, wait, is, is he, like, good again? We, we got a good Bucky, or, or is he working for the, the 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 one we don't talk about? Uh, the one that we have is the good one, but the one that we don't talk about... Uh, oh, is no, I mean, I mean, you know, the, 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 no, the, the guy back. with... He's back, Mo, he's back. Oh, okay. Bucky's back. So, we... so you got him free from the one of uh, several visages? The one of many faces is dead. Wait, what? Yeah, man, he's gone. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's good news. And then he runs over and hugs you. <laughs> and I'll just rigidly accept it. Just <laughs> not reciprocated, but not like pushing him off of me. Um, And he's he's just like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. Oh, that's great. I, uh, oh. Oh. What? Wish I could tell the great Cornholio about it. He kept interfering with our phone calls and stuff. Um. I'm, I just miss him. I mean, you'll be able to tell All the great right. Cornholio soon because Juniper also is going to help save him. And Butthole's just clearly <laughs> trying to get Juniper a hug out of this, like, everyone gets hugs for doing good work. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he, he turns in and looks at you, Juniper. He's like, oh, dude, really? Uh, yeah, I mean. 
Oh, you're like the strongest person I know. If you're going to help, then I'm sure it's going to work out. And he just goes over and like hugs you. And like Goblin Jr. is kind of like shuffled to the side, but like he gets it. So he just kind of like puts a puts a pop. And like you can tell that Goblin Jr. has been doing a lot of like comfort animaling for (laughs) for Mosephus this whole time. So it's just like a, a pat on the back. Um, and then he just kind of gives you a look, Juniper, of like, thank you. Thank you for helping with this. He's I like, mean, I'm Snarf. glad that he, you know, kind of cut me off because I was just going to say we were, I mean, we're going to try to save everyone. That's fine. Too. You know, he's... if it's Cornholio gets in there, great. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's cool, man. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, it's just nice. Nice to have friends. Um, and so he, he kind of like. You can tell it's like a huge struggle for him to get up off off the chair from hugging you from kind of like getting down. And yeah, you can see like now that now like you're looking at him and how kind of bedraggled he is. Like it's clear that everyone here is is malnourished and and kind of like in rough shape. It's hard to tell with Dexter because he's just kind of got like ropey, angry old man muscle. And with tracks, he's a cat, so like there's fur and such. Um, But uh, yeah, looking at like. As you look around, you can tell that everyone here is is clearly like this is a place on its last legs, um, as outposts go. So before they have their discussion with Anne, and that's definitely closing in. I think Butthole would look around and be like, "Is Leanne here?" Um, Leanne Shield, and uh, Dexter's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." How how do you think we got all these 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 fancy coats? She's downstairs. Oh, yeah, okay. we all we came here around. after, uh, you know, uh, all those undead assholes started walking around. We all, uh, you know, tried to find somewhere we could hide out. Uh, we found this place. All right, all right. And then Butthole would look around. Uh, are there any mannequins that can be seen, Tom? Uh, yeah, sure. You're on. You're kind of on the manufacturer. Sorry, uh, the bottom floor is the manufacturing and sales floor. This is kind of the design and, and workshop mm-hmm. floor. So, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, and I they think- are like bleak mannequins. Like these are old, kind of like spooky mannequins. The mannequins are posed like as to be huddled. <laughs> <laughs> the mannequins are posed to be very downtrodden and and, and morose. Yeah, I think uh, one man- mannequin is on its knees with its hands raised. Yeah, another one is just like listening to Nine Inch Nails with a tear running down its yeah. cheek. All the mannequins are in bad shape. I think uh, Butthole will be like, all right, so we've got to go talk to Anna. And he'll just go over and scoop up one of the mannequins and just walk into the, the room with it to go talk to Anna. Cool. <clears throat> so um, you walk in uh, to find um, Anna in, um, taking off the leather jacket and just kind of like dumping it on a table. Um, there is um, a, a small blue baby um, playing the hat uh, in, in a crib. Um, and um, she uh she's clearly got like you can see there are a number of as you'd expect from Annan um meticulous records set up over the table and you can see it's like rations and everything is fucking bad um and uh she she just kind of turns around and you can see she's got sunken cheeks and she's a little hardier than uh the rest of, of uh the town you get the sense that's not necessarily because of leadership but because she's also feeding a baby so it seems like people have been like, you know, kicking her extra rations, but she still looks kind of rough. Um, and she just says, um, it is, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, so good 
to see you and to have you back in my life, butthole. Um, I, uh, I think I owe you an apology, uh, not just from the plantier thing, because I think that was, and she gives you kind of like a look that you're very familiar with of frustrated Anne and of like somewhat justified, but um, you uh, you really did come through for us. And uh, I don't think I ever took into account how safe you kept everyone until I was put in that position. Um, I had to like get everyone to say they were, I had to create this whole dumb thing. It was exhausting. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't fathom how you've managed to do this for so long. That whole forsaken thing makes so much more sense. That's why I wrapped a baseball bat in, in barbed wire. I thought it'd be kind of spooky if I did it. Um, yeah, you looked hardcore. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I Weirdly, I learned it from you. I reread the book and it helped. So thank you both to you and uh, the forsaken, wherever he, he lives inside you now. Uh, welcome back. I'm sorry we couldn't greet you with more than this. I'm sorry that we couldn't be here to have helped with all this. You did a great job. We're going to have to look at like a promotion for you. You legitimately might need to be like a general or something in the house after all the stuff you've done here. Cool. I mean, like we are Annan, right? <sighs> we are. Yeah, don't worry. We can make that work for you in like a way that won't completely drive you crazy. Oh, that's uh, great. I brought yeah. a mannequin because the hat could make you talk. If we put the hat on this, do you think Yevgenovich could walk around on his own? Uh, and she looks at the mannequin. She's like, we can try. Um, so uh, you go and um, take the, uh, how, how does, uh, actually, this is a good question. Cause, uh, how does butthole, how is butthole with babies? Because you've got like. How does little, butthole steal a hat from a baby? Yeah, honestly, like Bert is, is like chewing on the side of the hat um, <laughs> when you, you come over. Um, I think because he wants the hat. What do I have in my? Just, just let me take a look at my little spell list here, because I think he likes babies, but he wouldn't want to steal from one. Because that you're looking feel... for like hat distidigitation. Jesus, oh, I can't even say that in the best of times. Prestidigitation. No, I, I get prestidigitation. No. Yeah, what Tyler said, but with hats. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Yes, that's yeah. what I wanted. Uh, I that's think... got to be in Tasha's cauldron of everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think what he would do is he would he would cast a spiritual hammer and then he would treat it like a little rattle in his hand and then he would offer the glowing hammer to the baby so the baby could play with the spiritual hammer. I mean, like, this is Yevgenovich's child. So, yeah, are you kidding? Something destructive that he doesn't fully <laughs> understand? He's he's all in on that. Um, so uh, he he grabs it um, and as his, his tiny hand grasps it um it makes him fart and he laughs and he holds up the hammer and then he starts like sucking on the hammer um and he pats the hat and then offers it to you oh thank you thank you very much uh and then i'll take the hat and then i will put it on the mannequin try to figure out whether this is a you roll or a me roll um, can you roll an arcana or religion? I mean, I can. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> Let's go with arcana. I don't oh, think wow. Moonhammer has tenants for making mannequins move. That's a three. Cool. <laughs> um, you 
place it on the mannequin like it's like an indiana jones like switching the idol thing it's very you know full pomp and circumstance and you step back and then the mannequin just falls over well it was a good try do you know what we'll just wait until we find somebody really bad who we'd normally sentence to death and then we'll just put the hat on him and yevgenovich gets their body um and uh annan's eyes kind of go wide she goes oh wait 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 um Kron can help. He, uh, I mean, if if we can find him, uh, he, uh, we we knew what um, King Quinny, just just Quinny now. Uh, I'm sorry, Quinny. I'm not sure what your title is these days. I don't know if I'm here or not. Yeah, you're, you're here. To, we we all came down. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he went into the office. Would the rest of you have followed? Or I wasn't sure if that was like a personal moment. So I was just easing back to. Uh, no, see you, what was you, going it, on. it would have been implied. Okay. Like he wouldn't have closed the door behind him. It would have been clear that everybody okay. could come, okay. but you may not have. I don't know. I'm yeah, saying, it's, oh, uh, it's up to you then. Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll go. I don't want to get hugged again, so I'll, I'll go. <laughs> uh, Juniper, <laughs> uh, would you have gone or would you have stayed outside? Um. No, I, I'd have gone. I, I want to know what's okay. going on. And right. yeah. I mean, butthole draws strange conclusions from things. So always worth keeping an <laughs> eye on that. Um, okay. So you're all in the office then. Um, and um, yeah, she just kind of looks apologetically to you, Quinny. Uh, Quinny's fine. Quinny's great, actually. Uh, he's this guy over here is the king of a cow. Always was, always will be, you know. Ah, uh, all right. Well, um, just uh, uh quitty then um when when you 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 left um we we had been looking into uh ways to create a uh for lack of better term franken quinny body uh for uh for for mr farch if, if we ever managed to retrieve him yep i remember that was the plan yeah um oh, that's so sweet yeah, yeah. Um, Kron got quite excited about the prospect of being able to stitch together such a complex organism. Um, so he he went off in search of um, parts. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we lost contact with him. Uh, he hasn't returned in in several days, but he he had left in in search of things. He may have pieced together something for you that we. I can't believe I'm saying this could use for my love to bring him back. Oh no. Well, that's good. Cause my fallback idea was putting the hat on the pig. That may be a better option. We'll have to see what Kron made between you and me. I hated that you made that strange uh, body, but I think you may have had a better idea of what anatomy is than the half mad, uh experimental necromancer wizard we found so who knows but um uh, if a we've been worried about him we haven't been able to send anyone to look for him because you know we're all vaguely starving to death but uh b um if you can make contact with him he may have an option for us here honestly at this point we have you have genovich in a hat which is kind of an improvement in a lot of ways he can destroy less things this way uh, for now, I'm not in any hurry. I'm glad he's back, but not in any hurry, you know? Uh, so let's see if we can find Kron. He might have a body, but at the very least, and like you can tell she just fucking hates this. She's like, he's our friend and we have to save him. She just looks to Quinny with like a, who are we? What have we become? Who are we that we talk like this now? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sickens me. <laughs> and she just looks back to butthole being like, so... I guess find Kron and go from there. 
Okay, yeah. So we can find Kron and then stabilize things here and then find a fortress. That's step one, two, three. Realistically, if we're going to be fighting undead, pr- probably having a necrotist on our side might be helpful. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Kron's got maybe some more utility than we originally had in mind for him. Yeah, uh, I got to say, uh, guys, this uh, the town, uh, as we've been calling it, is on its last legs. We we were very lucky to find this trading outpost. Uh, unfortunately, the... Um, well, at, at first we thought the dead had found it, but, um, and she kind of like brings you out onto the floor and she kind of gives you like, it's a classic like Sorkin walk and talk as she takes you around. Um, but she points to like deep entrenched claw marks on the walls of this place, uh, as well as blood that's been scrubbed badly uh, off of walls and floors. She said, um, at first we thought the dead had found this place before, before us, but um, these marks don't, correspond to uh she kind of like holds up like her little halfling hand up to the wall and kind of like rakes her hands across it and it clearly isn't a, a match it's much larger so it's, um something larger than this did this and happily they left uh, before we found it but uh there's something else out there there are many things out there the uh the Icewind dale is much more dangerous than than we thought uh, we didn't quite realize how far north we'd wandered but um there are there are things out there in the snow that are are far more dangerous than than the undead. Um, whatever was here has left, but we know it's it's out there somewhere, and um, it made short work of of the traders who lived here. Luckily, we have managed to find some some other people um, who are looking for a safe haven, but uh, we're running low on food, and this this factory is indefensible. Um, if we stay here, we'll die. And I've kept that kind of off the table for a while, as much as I can. But uh, the writing and the claw marks are on the wall. We we need somewhere safer to move. But once you, if you can find us somewhere, once you've found an option for us, we'll happily uh, pull up and, and move in there. But yes, we, we need a fortress of some sort, somewhere safe. Um, and between anybody- the dead and the horrors of the ice, we are... Kind of fucked. Quinny the... Juniper, do either of you know about this Icewind Dale place? Do you know anything about it? I have a feeling Quinny doesn't. Uh, growing up on a farm and then living in cities, probably virtually no information. Yeah, you you know about it. It would seem like an Antarctica to you, just like oh, it exists. Yeah, cold, the, whatever. The snow place. It. Yeah. Oh. Penguins and polar bears probably both live there because I don't know about North Pole and South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'm guessing I probably didn't venture that far. Right? No, no. I mean, in your search for answers about the um, the Great Collide, you likely would have ended up there eventually if the scroll led you there or if you thought there were leads there. Yeah. But realistically, there's no reason, right? Again, it's, it's, it's a remote, like the spine of the world is a famous mountain range. Icewind Dale is known, but it's not somewhere you would just kind of find yourself by accident. Um, in Butthole, uh, growing up in a car and then kind of cutting southwest into kind of favor and proper. I don't think Greywater deals much up here. There would likely be mercenary companies up here, but it's the kind of thing where it's like it's Arctic warfare. You don't really like regular, like uh, temperate climate people aren't gonna be like, oh, sure, fuck it, just strap on a coat, we'll be fine. You know, it's yeah, it's like um, Hitler trying to invade Russia, where it's just like, it's cool. We'll just go up there. And Russia's like, it is cold. You are <laughs> fucked. 
Okay, so, so you're aware I mean, it exists, but you don't have much information on it. So we all know jack shit. Okay, well, I can go talk to Leanna about getting a coat because I gave my farch one to Bucky, and then uh, we can go search for Kron. Unless anybody else has any other burning questions. Uh, yeah, just uh, and and as the it seems like you're kind of like the de facto leader around here. Um, any intel on potential places for you folks to move to, or were you coming up with nothing so far? Um, she, uh, she sort of like gestures to the, the table of, of documents and says, um, we scouted as, as far as, as we can safely. Uh, Kron has ventured further out than, than any of us largely because we couldn't really stop him. Um, so he also seemed as though his, his magic gave him a little bit of an edge that, uh, most of us didn't have, uh, Mosephus can't believe I'm saying this. Mosifus Dirt has proved to be the most useful of all of us. Uh, his uh. wards have kept uh, the the worst of the uh, the ice creatures away from us at night, um, and uh, we've managed to repel the undead just with conventional weapons to this point. But um, Kron, before he left, uh, spoke of uh, a legend that uh, he knew of of uh, of uh, the. He, he said that his mentor um, was aware of of a of a space, um, what uh, what he called a a dead zone or a bastion in uh, in the spine of the world. Um, as you know, Kron isn't exactly the uh, the most straightforward fellow, but um, you spoke of the legend of Duke Fane um and of uh of his keep of of his of his bastion of failure as he called it um something that his uh, mentor told him about long ago i know he wanted he, he he spoke very uh openly about wanting to to find uh more body parts to help make a a franken butthole but um i always suspected that he was actually trying to find this bastion that he was embarrassed uh, and and knew how hopeless it sounded. But I think that's what he sought out when he left. So if you can find him, he may actually have more information or at least a lead on on where this place is. But between uh, you and me, I think it was, he viewed it as our last hope. A place, a place where you're, people here could potentially survive potentially but he he spoke of it as as a tall tale told to him third hand by a mentor so it great so a place people have only heard about in legends that no one's ever been to is the place that you guys might have a shot at surviving this winter hellscape is that about right she kind of laughs and she says listen no man here's where we thought we might be able to survive as long as we could i don't put any fucking stock in any of that but when he ventured out into the wilds i think that's what he was trying to find okay okay quinny you sound really negative about legendary places that no one's ever been where people can go to hide and change but we just came back from hell where we killed the demon in charge and you know what i think some invisible castle sounds like a little bit of a cakewalk for us am i right nothing ever goes wrong now we're together snarf snarf i'm just want to make sure i got it right and you know, it's not just a matter of like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly where this place is. I just wanted to make sure no one knows where it is. So, okay, we're working with that. 
Yeah, yeah. We're working to find Kron, who might have some idea based on the childhood nursery rhyme he was told by a crazy man who taught him to sew bodies together. Oh, yeah, it's going to go great. Negative. No, no, no. I'm excited. Well, so, I mean, do we have a direction to go in? Like, like which um, way did Kron go? Uh, she, um, she just kind of sighs and says, uh, because fucking of course he did. He went north into the storm. Fucking of course he did. But fucking but, of course he did. But I thought you wanted somewhere warmer. Um, and uh she she kind of smiles sadly and says, um Juniper, our scouts have gone in every direction. All we know is that the mountains are north of here. They've walked south for several days and found nothing but cold. We're kind of stuck here. Wherever you think you came from, if you just go back that way, you'll find nothing but ice and snow and devils in the dark. As I said, we're well and truly fucked. Unless, and she rolls her eyes to the sky. Unless you can find Kron. Okay, so it's time to find Kron with my chief privateer and so you're a sheriff, right, Juniper? Well your sheriff? Yeah, now? yes. I mean your hand and and sheriff. Yeah, I mean you're my head, but but there's also this other title that exists in, in houses, which is Chief Justice. So you could stay in my hand, or if you're feeling more like lawgivery, we could make you my chief justice. Well, I mean, what, what, I mean, I don't, I guess I know, I mean, I know right and wrong. And I know the, the law around tomb slab. Is, what what was mean, that? How did that law work? I mean, basically bad guys got dealt with essentially. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I feel like in Butthole's head, it means like they all go to jail, but if they're like slavers or whatever, they get murdered. But I don't think he's the kind of guy who would ask follow-up questions. He just assumes she was correct. You know him. He assumes everyone's on his wavelength. Yeah. I mean, if the position needs to be filled, I'll I'll take it until, you know, a more worthy, knowledgeable candidate can, 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 you know, put their hat in the ring. Okay, congratulations. You're going to be Chief Justice, and Annan, you're promoted to hand, which means when I'm not around, you're in charge. Okay, so I need to get a coat. Does anybody else need anything while I get a coat? A law degree? This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. 
Bar, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters. Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball we could bat round the court. Time for distraction too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right, on September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're... So excited for you to hear it. But also, it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is, now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.